signs are all around us. You've seen those driving down the road. You see them uh, posted right now saying, wear your mask, wash your hands. They're just signs. We're talking about signs of God communicating to us, showing up in different ways in life. So we want to discover how he does that and what ways he does that. Well, that's fun. How are those fingers doing? Did it come? (laughs) You can leave that the other way. All right. So we're doing signs of God's omnipotence, omnipotent benevolence. So uh, the omnipotent part is that God is all-powerful. He is able to do whatever he decides to do, whenever he decides to do it. He is not limited in his strength. He is not limited in scale. He is not limited to when and where or with whom. He is omnipotent. So he is expressing himself, communicating himself, showing his signs, uh, in a number of ways, which we've covered uh, some as we've gone through this. So he is showing his benevolence, his goodness, his kindness, his care for you and for this world in uh, many, many ways. And that's a sign of his presence, of his existence, of his character. All of that is revealing more about who he is and and. Because of what he does, we find out something about who he is. It's a sign of those things. Um, There are and have been through the years people who just don't see God at all. There are people who don't find him anywhere in life. And a book called The God Delusion was very popular And the idea is that if you believe in God, you've probably been, uh, you drank the Kool-Aid for one. You don't really have the reasoning power to solve the problem of there is no God. You just made something. You're into fairy tales and, and, and with that fairy tale mentality, you created something or you bought into somebody's story and that's how this God thing came about. So that, that's a popular thing. And, and it's very popular among elites, people who have letters after their names, people who teach in colleges and universities and write books. And therefore you get books like The God Delusion and it gets printed and, and people who are are frustrated because they haven't seen God in some fashion or haven't seen God the way they expect to see him, then they buy the books and it becomes a bestseller. And therefore, if it's a bestseller, it's got to be true. And it just helps a whole generation of people to miss it. So what are the signs? And maybe this will help us. And it can help others too if we have conversations and we're having coffee sometime and we're just talking to people about who God is, then maybe pointing out some of these things will help in that discussion. So let's see. And this one is absolutely fantastic. Life is in God's hand. It seems pretty, I don't know, that's pretty generic. 
let's do this. Let's just see how important this is. We have a God who's created all things. In him is life. No one lives if he chooses not to give life. He provides that. In the book of Job, we have this. Job 12, 7 through 10. Just ask the animals and they will teach you. Ask the birds of the sky and they will tell you. Speak to the earth and it will instruct you. Let the fish in the sea speak to you, for they all know. They all know. For the life of every living thing is in his hand and the breath of every human being. Where does life come from? It comes from God. God withholds one breath. One breath. Heartbeat stops. Brain stops. It's over. Who gives us breath? It's not the CPR person. It's not the guy at the hospital. It is God Almighty who makes it possible. And you know of many people because of COVID have been on ventilators. They can last. They can pump up a lung and it, it can look like it's inhaling and exhaling. And how many of those have actually survived after they pull that thing out? Because it's temporary. Who gives life? Who gives breath? How do you know that there is a God every second of every day? Well, you don't if you don't pay attention to your breath. If you happen to be breathing right now, that is a sign that God is, God has been, and if you can breathe in five minutes, God is always going to be. God is working and showing himself in the very breath that you take. Life is in God. It comes from God. It's up to him to choose when and where and how that is dispensed. We are told in Psalm 139, he knows the number of our days. I don't know if you've been around anybody who just got really ticked off because they didn't get the number of days they think they ought to get or some relative of theirs or some friend of theirs didn't get the number of days they think they ought to get. God knows the number of days. When they're born, those days are already recorded. So there's some part in all of this that says we should determine our breath. Now there's a God in heaven who's got all of life in his hand, and he is working this out so that we get the breaths that we're supposed to take. Now, there are times when he says, if you just want to make some really bad mistakes, choose to do some things that will damage your health, damage your lungs, and it'll, you know. Now, he already knew that was happening, so he's written those days down. We don't know that. You know, probably be wise if we chose a different path, but we don't always think. But we ought to think about this with gratitude in every moment, every time you can take a breath. Now, people with COPD, emphysema, some kind of heart condition where their breath is limited, they thank God every time they take a breath, every time they can breathe and they can walk, they can move. But those of us who don't have any condition like that, nah, I'm really more upset over elections or I didn't get the car I wanted, or I didn't eat the meal I wanted. We got all kinds of things we're upset about. 
And God Almighty has shown up and said, I am here. You just took a breath. And the breath that you're using to complain about me, you're using the breath I gave you to prove to you that I am life. And I am here. And I have been good to you. Omnipotent benevolence. All powerful and good. And he's provided that for us. And if we are too dense to get it because we're caught up in this God delusion belief, ask the animals, ask the birds, ask the fish, and they will tell you. They know. I don't know if that takes you to the woodshed, but it ought to. They know. All creation is groaning, Romans 8 tells us. For the revelation, for the revealing of God's children. All creation, across the universe, from one end to the other. The universe knows that something happened and it collapsed and crashed and is not what it ought to be. It will be one day and all of creation knows it. The animals know that. The birds know that. The fish know that. All of creation knows that. Who doesn't know that? whole bunch of people. Sometimes we don't know that. That God has created all of this for us and that He is working in us and within us and revealing Himself through all of it. And He is going to bring about a change in those things at which time He will be the ultimate. There will be no question. Every knee will bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. God is on the throne. And there will be no question and there will be no more delusional people saying there is no God. That will be gone. Because everybody knows there is a God. And they know in their heart of hearts there is a God. And they know that when they close their eyes for the last time, there is no doubt in their minds that there is a God. So creation is groaning, waiting for this revealing of these people that God has put life into. And he's, and he's put this information in them so that they already know those things and they know that how important this is and that God is the source of life. So every time we take a breath, every time we get frustrated, every time we think, oh, I don't know if God's really here with me. I don't know if God's for me. I don't know. Did you just take a breath? Did you just take a breath? The answer is, He's with you. So why are we whining? If God is with us, and he's revealed himself, and all life is in his hands, and he's given us life. We have God with us. He's with us to get us through this life, to live the best life possible. Now, he's invited us to live this in a better way by believing him, trusting him, which is why I'm hammering this point. Anyway, have you seen God's birds and animals? Psalm 50, verse 11. I know every bird on the mountains... And all the animals of the field are mine. Wow. If you wander out into the woods and you see some animals running around, you think, well, there's some animals. You might even come up with a name. Rabbit, squirrel, raccoon, possum. You you, you just, well, I can name him. He knows them by name, not in generality. He knows them by name. 
That dead possum on the side of the road you saw on the way in, that's Fred. He knows them by name. And he knows where they live. And he knows where they were born. And what they need. What they need to survive. He knows them. All of them. I know every bird on the mountains. All the animals of the field are mine. So when you see them alongside the road, you see the birds flying and landing in the trees, just remember that he knows each one of them and he knows them by name. He knows who they are. He knows where they came from. He keeps track of all of them. And we're just lucky to come up with, now is, is that a robin or is that a chickadee or is that a... He knows them. Amazing. So every one of them, every time you see them, it's an indication there's a God in heaven who loves that creature, made that creature, and put that creature there in your path so that you can enjoy them too. Even the possums, because they eat ticks and chiggers and stuff. Okay. I was trying to put in a positive word so you don't just go out and shoot them. Births in the wild, Job 39. Verses 1 through 4. Do you know when the wild goats give birth? Have you watched as deer are born in the wild? Do you know how many months they carry their young? Are you aware of the time of their delivery? They crouch down to give birth to their young and deliver their offspring. Their young grow up in the open fields, then leave home and never return. So he's asking this of Job because Job is now, after all the things he struggled with, uh, having his, his whole world expanded as God asked him these questions. And this is a, another set of, so do you really know me? I mean, do, do you have complaints about the way things are going because you really know me? You understand my purpose and what I'm trying to accomplish? And... The questions are legit, and they are good ones for us. So, do you know when they're when these wild animals are born? Do you know how long they carry their young? Oh, I can look that up in a biology book. Okay, so you know how long. Do you know how long Edwina took to have that baby of hers? Because God knows her name, and he knows the name of the baby. So now little Bambi's running around out there in the field because he knows the animals. He knows when they were born. He did not leave them alone. He was there with them too. God knows them, which is what he's trying to express to Job. I am bigger than you thought. I am in more places than you can imagine. And I am more intimately involved with all of my creation then you give me credit for. Huh. There's a sign. Every time you see wild animals, somebody, somewhere, birthed that critter, and now it shows up. A sign that God is keeping his world. And he is bringing that wild animal past you, even the crazy ones. And you go, that's, that's God. He's just showing up. Or showing off on some of these. It's pretty amazing. Psalm 104.14 God's gift of grass. 
No, not the ones in these little pharmacies you see around. God's gift of grass. You cause grass to grow for the livestock and plants for people to use. You allow them to produce food from the earth. So have you just seen that around? The grass is growing. We don't have much of that going on right now. This time of year, but it will soon be happening. And then they'll be looking, wow, we need to get out there and do that first cutting in May, first part of June, get that hay up, and then maybe get a second cutting a little bit later in September, maybe first of October. Get those round bales put away because we got to feed the livestock. But in the meantime, all these animals are happy because here's this succulent grass that just shows up. And if you live in town, you go, grass is just a problem. It covers the bare ground, but you got to mow it. What a pain. Grass is a sign that God is taking care of his earth. He's feeding, he's producing, he's taking care of animals, he's taking care of the beauty, he's taking care of erosion, he's providing air that we can breathe from all these plants that are in the ground, and he is taking care of us. You allow them to produce food from the earth. So we have to have all of those things, all these plants, all the grasses. God's sign of omnipotent benevolence. God provided the earth with the means to produce. God provided the earth with the means to produce. If it didn't do that, we are in big trouble. We got to stay with what God has done, how what he's designed, how he's designed it. And he is showing us that I am here. I am here for you. And I am, I am using the earth to bring up everything you need to live. Everything you need to survive, uh, no matter what the weather. So even in winter time, there are ways to get the food. There are way, ways to get hold of whatever is, is available to us. The, the um, things that are stored, the things that are growing. And in every continent around the world, there's just a, maybe some different plants that grow, but God provided plants everywhere. God provided the earth with the means to produce. God made animals, birds, fish, and all living creatures. He, he did that. He did that to entertain us. If, if you, you just watch some of these animals or some of the birds, you just, God, this is just amazing. And they may be the domestic ones in your house, dogs, cats, or whatever, but the, also the wild ones out in the, just flying around or running through your yard. And God, this, these are just incredible creatures that we get an opportunity to see and enjoy. And, and it's, it just really is amazing. I, I remember diving when we were in Hawaii and I was going down off of a reef and as I'm going through, there's all these colorful fish just all over and, and coming from every direction and they're moving through coral and through some of the rocks that are there and in the bottom and as I'm following this one, it's like God knows that guy's name. He knows where he came from. I mean, I'm just enjoying watching him go. I thought, I'm, I'm underwater following him along. I'm not in my element. He is in his. But I'm just, this is, this is God's thing. He, he's made these and, and he knows where to go and where to, where to find food and how to survive and, and how to live in this environment. And it's just, it was amazing. Just amazing to see with fish. God made animals, birds, fish, all living creatures. 
God keeps an eye on and cares for all living creatures. He's just doing that all the time. We don't. We think we're doing a great job if we've got a dog or a cat or a cow or horse or, you know, oh my gosh, I am so overwhelmed. I got to take care of, it's so much to take care of. I want you to imagine globally all of the creatures that he takes care of. And he does it well. You go, huh. That's pretty amazing. And, and watch some documentaries. Watch the zebras, herds of zebras running across uh, Africa or something. And just go, wow, he takes care of all of them. And I am overwhelmed with Fluffy. Here's God. Just, he made them all for us. It's just incredible. But it's a sign of God's omnipotent benevolence. He's just good. He's all-powerful. And he's taking care of them. Signs of God's presence. When you see grass growing on a tree or a tree standing tall, do you hear God saying, I am here? So you're just going through a trail, you're out in the woods, you're hiking, you're, or you're just driving down the road. And you look out there, do you hear God saying, I am here? Because he's in the midst of it. He made it. He's got it going. He's helping it to grow. And every one of those is a declaration. It is a sign from God that he is doing what he said he would do. And he's accomplishing it. And he's doing it seasonally. So we get to see it change as we go through the year. And he's saying, I'm here. But i got to cut down that tree. Things in the way. Okay. i got to cut some grass. Okay. He also said, why don't you guys take care of the earth? That was like day one. I made you. I made this earth. I got you here to take care of it. So go cut your stinking grass and quit whining. I made that to say I'm here. <laughs> I'm taking care of you. Oh, just another sign. God's here. He's, got, he's with us. Got signs of God's care. Now, this takes us to the New Testament. This is Jesus, the Son of God, second person of the Trinity. He happens to know what is going on, what God intended. Matt, uh, John 1 tells us that he was there at creation. In fact, he created all things that are created. So, when he talks about things, he kind of knows. But this is from Matthew, Matthew 6. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow... He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? The sign is he's taking care of the birds. He's taking care of the flowers. He's providing what they need to survive and to be beautiful and function and fruitful in this world. 
And he says, so how is it that your worry, your, your pressing, your pushing, your design on things is going to make it better? How is, how is that going to accomplish it? Because this, this is his, his care. He feeds the animals. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Yeah. He's put all of them out there so we can enjoy them. That's a gift from him. And he takes care of them. Now, the, don't get sideways on this because there, there are people who are extremists. And they go, well, okay, if he's going to take care of it, then that means I don't have to work. I'll just sit here in my recliner and he's going to be bringing me food. And you're going to die. Because that is not what he's talking about. Even the birds have to get up and go eat. It still requires that we function in the way we're supposed to function. It still means we're responsible for the things we are responsible for. But he has made it possible. He's provided the opportunities. He's laid out the world in such a way that they can eat and flourish the way they ought to. And he has done that to show us that he's there. And that we don't have to worry. That he cares for us more than he cares for them. And look at the level of care they get. So every time you see one of those flowers, it just is breathtaking. Just remember, he cares for you more, and he's provided that flower for you to view, to enjoy, because you're important to him. That flower is important too, but you're more important. He is going to take care of uh, taking care of the wild animals. He's watching them as they birth. He watches little Fred as he grows up. All of that's going on, but he says, "But you're more important." And if I took care of them, again, a sign. If I took care of them, how much more am I going to take care of you? It's a sign. It's just amazing, isn't it? Overcoming with the omnipotent, benevolent one. When you feel the pressures of the world crushing down, look for signs of God's presence and goodness around you. There will be those days, there will be those times, there will be those seasons of life when it's just crazy, overwhelming, and you go, where do I go from here? What do I do? Does God even care where I am? Yeah. When you feel it, look around. Because God's presence is there, His goodness is there, and His signs are everywhere. It's just that we sometimes miss them. So hopefully... Just by being reminded of these things, you will see those signs today and every day from this point on and be reminded of the God who cares. When loneliness and silence try to pull you down, watch for God to come alongside and reveal himself. When loneliness and silence try to pull you down, watch for God to come alongside and reveal himself. Pretty amazing. He will do that. And he'll show up in the strangest ways and the strangest places. And he'll show that he cares and that he that he's there. I had a uh, time when I was in Germany doing some, uh, some work there. And I, I was uh, out of the army doing, leading Bible studies, doing some ministry work and that work and I was kind of in this in-between 
world of not totally being being an illegal immigrant in Germany, but close. And part of that meant I could buy a ticket on a bus, but I couldn't own a car. You can't have a driver's license. You can't, I mean, you're just in this weird world. So I walked a lot till I could catch a bus or catch a train or do something. But it was, for me, to go to work was five miles. So I would get up in the morning, hike on down, get to work, do the job, walk back. And and there are moments when you're doing stuff like that and you're giving yourself to to the soldiers who don't give a rip one way or the other. They just, oh, it's another Bible study. Well, maybe I'll prepare. Maybe I won't. And you're going, well, I'm trying to help you move along in your life and you know invest in them, but not always understood. So that catches up with you. You start going, oh, I'm just so stupid. I'm so lonely. I'm so, I'm out here trying and nobody cares. You know, that whole thing. So early morning, because you got to head out early if you're going to do five miles. I didn't have this when I was doing that, so it's probably good. So I go, and this would happen often. I'm not not the side of this actually brought me out of it. I'm hiking out, I'm going, oh Lord, I don't know what in the heck. And this is the edge of Nuremberg. We're talking a city over a million people, and and I'm walking. I'm in a suburb, but I'm walking into to the main part of town. So I'm just going, you know, Lord, I really, I really, because we lived on a farm out by Maisie, so, I, you know, I really miss the live, uh, the the deer. I come around a bend, and here's all these deer. Wow, that was cool. I'm whining again. I go, and I really liked, all, you know, these birds. We had, you know, the quail and the doves and we didn't have eagles and stuff back then, but you know, just just missing the live liveliness of of just being out there in the country. Come around the bend. There are pheasants. Well, we don't have pheasants around here. This part of Oklahoma, I'm just going, holy moly, bright, colorful. They're all over the place. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I guess you're with me. And then as I just, and then the next day. Well, just like there would be, there'd be some, another, there'd just be another come up, show up, another thing, another critter. They had hedgehogs and stuff, which are cute little, cute little critters. They come, you know, just things that show up like that. But this is so amazing. And it helped to remember that he was with me, that he cared. He cared about those critters, but somehow he made them show up on my route exactly when he knew I was going to be whining about things not going exactly how I thought they should go, I thought, no, nope, he's here, he's doing his thing, and it's all okay. And and I just said, you can do that again tomorrow if you want, because it's really neat. But he does that. So when loneliness and silence try to pull you down and you wonder, I don't know, I'm stuck, I'm the only one, watch for God to come alongside and reveal himself, because he will. He is a omnipotent and benevolent God who cares for us. And he is not limited. And he will not be stopped. And he wants you to know he is there. That's why the signs are all around us. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, we thank you for being who you are. 
and for all of your creation and what you've done in it. And thank you for the signs that are all around us. Help us to keep our eyes and ears open so that we might see them and appreciate them, might enjoy them, might be reminded of who you are and that you are so concerned about us that we ought not worry. We can't add an inch to our height. We can't add an extra day to our life by worrying. But we can trust in you. We can trust in your goodness. We can trust that you are powerful. We can trust that you are working things in our lives in amazing ways that are colorful and meaningful and purposeful and (laughs) alive. Because all life is in your hands and we thank you for it in Jesus' name.